Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 71 of the Sports Run-On Podcast. This podcast, like yesterday's podcast, is going to be a very another very um, strongly focused podcast on the NBA because <clears throat> at this time of the year, that is the one... That is the sport where a lot of the talking points are happening. The, the, the sport that a lot of people are watching and the talking points are happening between the summer league and the free agency buzz is the, the NBA. Because without there being preseason football for the NFL and the, and the uh, MLB still being the regular season not being in the playoffs yet, it's it, the interesting um, sports that's going on right now is without a doubt the uh, NBA. So as the summer league is coming to a close... I'm going to give you guys, I'm just just going to start out with the Summer League as I talked about in a good amount um, yesterday, or in, in my last podcast episode, uh, I talked about the Summer League a good amount. But for this podcast episode in specific, I'm just going to give you so, some breakdown of some of the scores and, and such that was happening yesterday of the games that I was telling you guys about that were happening can't remember what all I went over and what all I didn't, so I'm just going to talk about the ones that happened yesterday and the ones that went final. So I'll talk about yesterday. We have the 3-2 and two Pacers beat the 1-3 Wizards in their consolation game, 74-65 by getting led and in a, in, in a lot of a part by um, Cassius Stanley. If you don't know who that is, he is a, he was a very highly touted recruit coming out of the University of Duke, so seeing him play very well in the pros is not a surprise by any stretch. And just they they um I mean they played they played a pretty good game but I mean I mean they played a pretty good summer league not like a great summer league but they still did play a pretty good summer league finishing finishing pretty well I mean obviously they're not they they finished three and two so I mean obviously they were over five hundred they weren't they weren't the worst like there were some teams that definitely finished worse than they did but that's how they finished in this one up next are the nuggets and the bucks the the nuggets ended up finishing 2 and 3 this was the battle for who was going to finish 2 and 3 in this consolation game the nuggets won ended up being that team they would win this 94 to 87 in this one moving on now we have uh the thunder who finished 2 and 3 another battle between who's going to get to 2 and 3 this one was between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. The person who really led the charge this time for um for the Thunder was Jer- Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who is a who was out of the University of Villanova. He's pretty talented, pretty pretty well known guy. He had 15 points and eight rebounds. And Cassius Stanley in the Pacers game had 19 and seven. So these guys are putting up pretty good numbers. As these teams are really counting on these guys to really help them win these games that they need to. Honestly, these guys aren't the biggest names. Like there are definitely bigger names going on, but these are just some of the names of the guys who, are, who um, like they're they're not known because they're not like the like the highest picked players in the draft, or it's because they were drafted in a year that wasn't the most recent season. But with that said, that should not take anything away from what they are able to do, just based on the fact. I mean, be, just based on the fact that these teams are really counting on them, even if, even though it is summer league, these guys that are playing in summer league could very much be very good utilized bench players, which is as I said before why a lot of people care about this summer league and why, even though these games don't count, and you don't really get anything winning the championship, like you you like or like it doesn't really, it doesn't count for anything going forward into the season, it still makes people feel good because it kind of shows the future of the team. Um, next, the Cavaliers. They finished two and three, and the Suns also finished two and three. The Ca- the Cavaliers had an okay time. Trevon Trevon Scott six point seven rebounds, four steals, led the um, 
Cavaliers, he was the notable one for them. Um, Evan Mobley did not play. He was their top pick because of coach's decision. So he was the really the top pick for them that a lot of people were looking at as the Cavs. Last season were not very good, so they did get a top pick, which is what a lot of people were wondering about. And so that that's that's what ended up happening to him. But Cleveland did end up still being able to get the win 88-85. Up next got the Knicks. They finished four and two. They beat the Hawks 104 to 85. Beyond 26 points and six rebounds and three assists by Quentin Grimes, who I talked about before. He played very, very well. Not to mention you had Miles McBride. He had 19 points coming off the bench. He is a guy that a lot of people Weren't really sure where he's going to go in the draft. Some thought he was going to go higher. He ended up going lower than what a lot of people expected. He's out of the action. He's out of the University of West Virginia, WVU. So, but he's he's. I want to mention him because he's been playing very well throughout this entire summer league, and I feel like him, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Quinn Grimes. Like this is a Wayne Selden. Like this is an up and coming Knicks team. Like obviously. Everybody was so psyched that they were able to get to the playoffs, and they weren't very competitive in their series against the Hawks. So, obviously, they're they're hoping like like they got they got to they got over that hump that is getting into the playoffs, and now it's just taking that next step as a franchise to be able to now go and be able to win a game, not just get not be not be content with just getting into the playoffs, but being expecting their team to win. Like that's just the interesting thing about these teams that have really bad spells, like the Knicks. The Cavs, just like st- teams like that, yeah, like like a lot. I feel like a lot of it, and a lot of people talk about this a lot. Is it's just a growth of like of like um. What am I trying to say? Like landmark landmark victories is one way to put it for these um summer for these teams. As like you went from being last in the MLB in record to almost not making the playoffs to for the first time in a long time making the playoffs. That's where the Knicks stand right now. One time they were very bad, and one time they were very good. Like they're they're still a pretty prized, um, they're still a pretty prized franchise as as a total in New York, as most of those franchises that play there are. But I mean, I feel like yeah, for the Knicks, I feel like people like um, Emmanuel quickly drafted Deuce McBride or Miles um, McBride. Deuce is his nickname. But I feel like those are the guys that can really like the giving them more bench support, so they don't have to run their guys' minutes as crazy as they do. Like those little differences can really be the difference. Obviously, it wasn't like a game seven series between them and the Hawks like that. It's, it wasn't that close. But I mean, obviously, it's just like those little things going forward that can help them make this jump that I'm trying to talk about that all these teams are trying to make to just move their franchise another oh, another step closer to winning a title. Up next, we have the Pistons, who they finished three and two. They beat the two and three Magic. So this was about another battle for um, to be able to finish three and two and finish over five hundred. Luca Garza, who I talked about yesterday, out of the University of Iowa, Player of the Year, like he went absolutely crazy last year. He he had another incredible game for them: twenty one and fifteen, twenty one points, fifteen rebounds, and an assist. So he had again, not yet again, had a great game for the Pistons, really helping. And obviously, without a doubt, he was one of their star players, being a big reason why they were able to get this win by one point and get to their get to their record to where it was. Up next, we have the Grizzlies. They finished three and two, and the Clippers finished one and four. And it, the Grizzly, the uh, Memphis, they, they, um, they were pre- another team that was pretty good last year. They still have John Morant, like they, they still have a pretty good team. They're, they're in a lot of team, and they're in a lot of cases. I mean, in some cases, a young team, some not much. Like it's just, it just depends on like, like, like maybe, maybe overall wise, are young, but I mean, they still do have some experience. What I'm trying to say. 
and then having Jaws, it's just weird how, I, try, I said that based on the fact of having somebody like Jaw, who's obviously not like, an, like a, a veteran, I mean, he's a veteran by rookie standards, but he's not a veteran by NBA standards, like he has been in the league for multiple years, or like he has been in the year for five to ten years, what I'm trying to say is he has been in the league for five to ten years. So having somebody in there who hasn't been in five to ten years, and more importantly, John Moran has never played in a playoff game, or like he's got he's gotten close, but he like he hasn't won playoff series. He's, he hasn't got them to that next step. So having someone when you count on someone who doesn't really have a lot of playoff experience is kind of hard. So, but I that's but I think the Grizzlies can really move forward and help John and and try to build a team around Jaw. The last game, the last game we're going to talk about is the Bulls were able to beat the Hornets. The Hornets end up going 0 5. The Bulls were able to beat them 99 to 74. Obviously, the talk of the Hornets is Lamelo Ball and trying to um, get a team around him going going forward. But that that's not looking so good with them going 0 5 in the summer league. Those were all of the final scores from yesterday. In tomorrow's podcast, you'll hear me break down the. Um, the scores from t- the scores from what's going on today, since there are still games to be played, including including the um, the finals game, which is the Kings and the Celtics. I if you're wondering about just the finals game in general, I have the Celtics winning that one. I think they're going to finish five and zero and be able to get the win and win the final in the NBA Summer League. But I'll, I'll go over those scores um, and and in tomorrow's podcast. Up next, we're going to be talking about some of the uh, of some of the, the more players that you might know in the off season. Um, look in an off season look of the of the off season. Like I talked before about the off season, but this is just going more in depth about the off season and and the um, deals that have been made to help secure some of these players. Starting on August 9th, Dallas Mavericks superstar Luka Doncic agreed to a five year, two hundred seven super max rookie extension. So obviously they want to lock him up. They 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 want to really they want to get him so he stays there. They want to make sure he is with them for the for the future. And he wants to make sure that they got him going forward. The other big one is August 6th. I need, I was going to mention August 6th first. But the big one for August 6th is also Kevin Durant. He was the other one. Four years, $198 million contract extension. He'll stay with the Nets. That, uh, even after missing the 2019 due to torn Achilles, he came back, had 26.9 per game. So they ended up get, get, taking him longer. Now moving forward, August 10th, free agent guard Dennis Schroeder has agreed to a one-year $5.9 million deal with the Boston Celtics. I, I like this deal. I think having someone like Schroeder or um, Schroeder, Schroeder, I think he um, he's going to help them off the bench. That He's going to be a key bench player. I think that he's, he could be a great sticks man for them, and I think that this was a great pickup um, to be able to add someone like that to their team. August 4th was another big day because you had um, Kawhi Leonard. He agreed to sign a four-year, $176.3 million contract with the Clippers. So if you're wondering if Kawhi, after on the 6th of August, if you're wondering Kawhi Leonard had decided to stay with the LA Clippers as as terms of still be working out, those are the terms. It is going to be officially a four-year, $176.3 million contract that will be going to the Claw going forward. August 15th, we have the Memphis Grizzlies taking, who will agree to trade guard Eric Bledsoe to the LA Clippers for guard Patrick Beverly, guard Rajon Rondo, and forward, da- and forward Daniel Oturu. I don't agree with this at all. I think that this was a... I, I don't think that they should have given up this much for Bledsoe. Like, I agree that he's good, and I agree that he played well in the Bucks championship, or... Or, or on the... I, I think he played well in the Grizzlies. He was in the Bucks. I, I agree that he played well in the Grizzlies, but I just like, 
I don't know. Like, I just don't, I don't see the buzz around him. I don't see what, I don't really see um, just like, I don't know. I just don't understand why, or, or I just don't understand why, um, what the, what the fascination is and why you'd give as much as they did to make sure that they um, got him. Like oh or well, no he went to the Grizzlies and now he's going to the um that that's that's where the he went to the Grizzlies and now he's going to be going to the Clippers. I just I mean with somebody who's been I mean obviously he's been bouncing around by that's the show that he's been bouncing around with him being through multiple teams in the past couple years. I think they gave way too much to be able to get him. I he is thirty one after playing his first three seasons. Yeah, he's already I mean, obviously he still obviously played years with the Clippers before he played there the twenty eleven to twenty thirteen season. So obviously he's played there before, but I just think I think they gave way too much to be able to get somebody like him. I think they should have maybe got somebody who felt like they had more of a future in front of, who looked like he had more of a future from than somebody who's thirty one years old. August 16, Marcus Smart agrees to a four year seventy seven million dollar contract, just another one to add to the Celtics. They're bringing a lot of people back. And the Pelicans were on on the sixteenth were closing a um. And the Pelicans are closing a on in on a three year deal for thirty eight million dollars with the guard with guard Josh Hart. He averaged nine nine points, eight rebounds in forty seven games last season, with with the Pelicans. Now moving on to the the things that happened on August seventeenth. Taj Gibson agreed. Todd Gibson's deal with the New York Knicks has been yeah restricted. They restricted him. He went outside two-year, ten point one million dollar deal to return to New York. He originally agreed on a one-year. They changed. They just changed up his contract. Memphis Grizzlies are trading Patrick Beverly to the Timberwolves for Jared Culver and Juanco Heron Gomez. Beverly was traded to Memphis on Sunday deal that sent Bloodsoe to the Clippers. So now we see even more moves. Culver out of the University of Texas Tech. He'll be going to the Grizzlies. And Peverly will be going to the Timberwolves. Peverly, another guy that has been bouncing around the past couple years. And then the big one, which is the the very the big one, which is the topic I'll finish out on this on this um top or, or on this podcast out with is Joel B. They they got him on a four year one hundred ninety six million supermax contract extension. So the extension keeps them beat under contract with the Sixers through the 2026-27 season for a total of $261 million. The four-time All-Star is already set to make 65 over the final two years of his current deal. So they added on a contract extension when he still had two left. So if that showed any question of, was it is Embiid going to go to the seventy go, get away from Philadelphia? Is he going to go somewhere else? Is he going to try to make a super team? No, the 76ers, they have they have the utmost faith in themselves. The organization has their utmost faith in themselves to be able to build a winning team around Embiid and as he said, trust the process to then hopefully be able to bring a title back to Philadelphia. So if you had any question if Embiid was going anywhere, the answer is no. He will be staying for the for the future. He will be staying in Philadelphia playing for the 76ers. With, with that said, this this is the end of Season 2, Episode 71 of the Sports Run-On Podcast.